Welcome in everyone to episode 58 of the Battle Cats podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Pang, joined by my co-host, BDS Chief 2. How's it going, Caleb? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, it's been a busy weekend. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about why that specifically is. Some of it is my personal stuff. The other part was Star of the Community Day, and then we also had the uh, Road to Worlds hosted by uh, you and Nightwing and Timmy and hosted on King's Channel. A bunch of amazing shoutcasters and uh, battlers, too. So that was a, that was a lot of fun uh, over the weekend. Um, but yeah, it was a busy weekend for, I know for you as well. Uh, but for probably a lot of the Pogo community, uh, with with the Starly community as well, um, I yeah, let's let's get into that. What what did you think of Starly community? Day? Oh man, okay. So I'll tell you this. Uh, obviously, got up pretty early. It's eleven to two, uh, so you want to be out there in a uh, park or a densely you know populated area with a lot of spawns. So I was up uh, on my way to the park. Got to the park around ten fifty and went and got a coffee and. Then, you know, the event started at 11, walked around for probably 15, 20 minutes. And then I saw a little like bakery, right? I just grabbed a coffee, but I I was starting to get hungry because I didn't get any food. And I sat down to eat a croissant and then 30 minutes passed. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that kind of sets the tone for all of Starly Community Day because it was pretty relaxed on my end. What about yours? Uh, Yeah, mine was even worse than that. Uh, I don't think I left my apartment until... 12 o'clock so (laughs) by the time i got there it was one o'clock and there was an hour left and then i had to be back by 2 30 or 2 45 whatever for the um world to worlds you know to mic checks and everything so i left uh i took a i took a lift over to santa monica pier so uh that's why i was meeting up with a friend there to do do some trades otherwise i probably just played in my local area i just just need to change the scene because i was grinding a lot this past week and I'll, I'll go into why that's that is in my local areas so i was just like tired of walking around hollywood but i i, I pretty much spent the amount same amount of time in the lift if not more uh going back and forth than actually at the pier but it's fine you know i avoided sunburn because that i got there grabbed a burger with a friend and we did a few trades and then i headed out um but i had uh looking at my inventory ahead of time i had a rank one starly for great league and a rank two starly for ultra league already plus a number of like decently ranked shadows and so it was it was not too bad um i got a 0 15 15 shiny starly but it's like ranked like 43 ultra league so it's pretty bad and i, I don't think it's not it's even worse than great league so it looked great but yeah. um it was not particularly mm-hmm. good it reminds me of Drapion because I used to have a zero fifteen fifteen Drapion, but for Great League it's you know top one hundred rank, and I look at it and I think, oh man, this thing is so good. And then with the introduction of Ultra League factions, I looked at it again, and it's a rank one XL for level fifty. I was like, oh man, oh you know, nice. this is actually useful now. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so anyway. I was also not particularly motivated. A lot of people are like, oh, you're gonna create with like a spicy line and stuff. Eh, I'd be a little dishonest if I said that it's going to be good. So that's why I haven't really like even attempted to. I'm also a little bit low on Stardust, but that gets into kind of what I was doing last week. So last week. Yeah, let's hear this. Uh, so I've been talking about, I, I think you might know a heads up because you're in some group chats. But, um, you know, I think in at least uh, for maybe at least the last podcast, maybe two two episodes before this, I was saying like, 
dude, Speedy, I need to grind a lot of dust. I have a lot of things I want to make, especially for factions, with so team format and everything like that. And here's the thing. Uh, I was I was really going for um, a big setup on a future opponent in factions. So this is the Sylph, Sylph team format uh, tournament um, format. So for those that haven't heard of it, um, that's what it is. And it's a seven versus seven uh, format. And you have someone that plays open Great League, someone that plays open Ultra League, open Master League, all the way up to level 50. So that's always a hard one to fill because mm. it's a very expensive investment there but uh there are some hardcore raiders that will make the investments and then you have uh four additional kind of sylph metas you know um that are playing different things uh from uh from each cycle to cycle and uh for me um i play ultra league and that's pretty much exclusively what i play and i there's certain things i do not have ever made for ultra league uh, one of them was like a Registeel, one of them was like a Nidal Queen, both Shadow and Non-Shadow. One of them was Kofa Griegas. And there's restricted picks too. You play Ultra League as well, right? Or this past cycle you were? Yeah, I played uh, quite a bit of Ultra this past cycle, but that yeah. was my first cycle playing it. Man, Pokemon like Kofa Griegas, they just feel so out of reach because we only get those Yamas during the uh, Halloween events, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So... um I was grinding a lot for the XLs. I had I had almost enough to make one, but the problem is I didn't have one worth making. And when the Pokemon is about half a million Stardust to make, it's already so steep that like you don't want to just invest in, you know, you could be like, oh, why don't you just invest in like a lucky, you know, whatever, like uh, like 11, 13, 14 or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? Like, it's so expensive. I'm not going to waste all this Stardust like because i'm not it's, it's gonna be so hard to get the starters and xls back like the problem is if i get a better rank one two days from now a month from now even half a year from now i would not have the xls and stardust stardust maybe but i definitely won't have the xls to make this right and so it's super expensive it's kind of like asking someone in master league to power up like a low like like 86 percent dialga to level yeah. 50 like it's so expensive like well, like it's just not worth it right mm -hmm. anyway yeah Agreed. I just didn't have any good ones. Um, but I was, and there's restricted picks too, right? There's two restricted picks that you can bring in. And so a lot of the big picks like Reggie Seal, Glaring Stunfist, Tapu Fini, Talonflame, you know, Mandibuzz, Alone Knight, stuff like that, Wall Rain, they're all in the restricted pick. Trev, Trevenant, Judson. Um, but mm -hmm. some of the best unrestricted picks are Nidal Queen and Kofa Grigas. And yeah. probably Politoed. I say Politoed is pretty good too. And Pidgeot. A lot of people are bringing Pidgeot because. It was like the best flyer you could bring that wasn't restricted with Mana Buzz and Talonflame out of the picture. So, um, so I'm looking at our opponents. Uh, the last opponent we have in our um, cycle here, uh, my team, the Cool Cats, had to face is Stadium Elite, also previously known as the Elite Four, or we like to say for fun, Elite Elite 11, because there's 11 members now. Because I kept saying, like, well, how can you all be Elite 4 when you have, like, seven players on the team and, like, they had five players at one point? Like, the branding just stopped making sense, and I think they realized that, too. So they were like, fine, like, we'll change it. So they're now known as Stadium Gaming. Or no, Stadium Elite, sorry. And uh, so Stadium Elite, and so, you know, a lot of big names on there, Arrow, Toshi, you know, Jingles, you know, Cliff, House Stark, etc. Um Valrash used to be on the team. I think he's still on. I don't know. <laughs> but he was one yeah. of the OGs. He was one of the out. founders, right? When it was the Elite Four. Yes, was, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. House Stark, Valrash, Arrow, yep. and Toshi. Yeah, and I, I'm definitely missing a few of them, but it's it's fine. They'll they'll survive. Um, but anyway, 
I'm looking, and the person that always plays Ultra League for them, for the most part, I think Arrow dabbled here or there, but for the most part, is Hal Stark. And I know because I faced him twice already <laughs> in, in factions, you know, in pre previous matches when we went against him. And I'm looking at this guy's record. He's lost one time this entire uh, nine-week cycle, right? We were the ninth week. He was 7-1, and one, I believe against all the opponents and this is in emerald tier which is the highest tier possible for any team in Silph arena um for the team format for factions uh but you know we're located in just north america so obviously there's other a lot of other teams we don't end up facing like in europe and asia and south america stuff like that mm -hmm. and i'm looking at this guy's team i was like whoa he brings almost consistently reggie steel wall rain a counter user, right? Usually like a Toxicroak or like a fighter, right? A Toxicroak or like an SCAF something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a second counter use like an Obscune or like, you know, it's kind of a flexible pick. Sometimes he brought like Blastoise or like a Gyarados. And then to close it out, he brings in the Shadow Nidoqueen Queen and the Kofagrigus. So the Wall Ring, uh, Registeel, Kofagrigus, and Shadow Nidoqueen Queen are always consistent plus yeah. a counter user, right? So pretty much five that are the same and then one flexible pick depending on. Maybe he's building for this team's uh, opponent's team, right? To see how they played out. Mm -hmm. And and I, this guy's killing it, right? I mean, House Stark is also one of the best battles in the world, in my opinion. But he's also just running this incredible team that literally doesn't change. You can change your team every week to week. So you look at your opponent's record and see like, oh, they brought this this week. Let's see, you know, uh, I got to maybe check around this thing. But this guy doesn't care. He's like, I'm just going to bring this because it's too strong. You can't stop me, right? Yeah. And and he's he's right, right? I think he only lost his first week, and that was it. And I don't think he was even running the same core. So I tell my teammates about like a week and a half ago, I was like, you know, what if I build those three Pokemon? I've <laughs> never used a Registeel on Ultra League because I don't have one, right? I yeah. never used a Shadow Nidal Queen because I don't have one and or regular Nidal Queen, and I don't have a Kofagrigus. I was like, but I need to make this work somehow. So I do a few swaps with a friend, a uh, bunch of Yamas, right? And they actually give me a rank one Ultra League Yamask from trades. Because no. the spread, is, I think it's a 10, 15, 15, so rank one for Ultra League non-best putty. So it's very possible from best friend, uh, best friend trades. So it actually worked out that we're best friends. We're doing trades. Rank one Kofagrigus. So I was like, what? I got to do it now. Here's the thing. I had a Registeel saved, right? I got a pretty solid rank Registeel. And this is the funniest part. I got it from Pranav, who is House Stark's teammate on Stadium Elite. Yep. And I got this from Pranav back in Milwaukee Regionals a few weeks ago. And I was joking in Pranav. I was like, dude, this is, I've been waiting for this, right? I was like, maybe I should make this. I was like, Pranav, you know what? This would be funny if I bring this as a debut into factions against your team, against House Stark. He's like, oh, I'm going to tell Stark about this then. You know, I was like, yeah, go ahead, tell him, right? Let's see what happens. <laughs> and I, I could have used this Registeel the prior week. Because it's so good, right? It's such a strong restricted pick. But I purposely chose not to. And I ended up going one and two. I don't know if Registeel would have helped me there. But I was like, I'm purposely not going to bring the most overpowered Pokemon in Ultra League. Just so I can surprise House Stark as much as possible. Because sure. if you look at my record from over a year and a half ago. From over a year and a half of me playing uh, Ultra League in this team format. You never see a Registeel. You never see a Nidoqueen. You never see a Kofagrigus. Because I never have one. 
So my opponents are smart enough to realize this, and they're just bringing in Cresselian to my team. I'm like, why are you being Cresselian in a Registeel meta? But they know I don't have Registeel. They know I don't have Kofor Grigius. So yeah. these these guys are just so confident. They're like, whatever. You know, Corsair could beat Chiefis in two shields with Grass Knife. These shield the Earthquakes. Like, they're not scared of anything. So I was like, dude, I'm getting screwed, right? I just have bad Pokemon for Ultra League now in this current meta. So I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this to Stark. He's never going to see it coming. So I run the Registeel, <laughs> the Wall Rain, the Kofagrigus, the Shadow Nidal Queen. I run a Toxic Rogue to beat any counter user he may have, right, outside of Deoxyphens, but he's probably not going to run that. And I bring in a Polito because, you know, he always has Nidal Queen, and Polito's pretty decent against Wall Rain. You know, it's just like a soft check. I, I just I just don't want to lose to, like, something random there. I just yeah. It was probably more for bench pressure than anything else. So I do all that. <laughs> and this guy does not see it coming. He actually switches his team up enough that it actually looks like my team looks more like his previous teams than his team looks like his previous teams. Because he just anticipated, he, he even brought a Gyarados. He's like, oh, this guy doesn't have Registeel. I could just bring in like a Waterfall Gyarados, right? Like, that's actually not bad. He brought a Mandibuzz, right? Mandibuzz is not too bad against Jeefus because you can actually go toe to toe with it with Snarl, right? Yeah. But not not Registeel, right? <laughs> I did not see that Mandibuzz nor Gyarados that entire their matchup. Here's the problem I needed over 1.5 million Stardust to make this team in like less than two weeks. And I kid you not, I was I was waking up at like 7 a.m. to go out grinding and catch do and like these aren't during dust events. I'm just dropping star pieces like willy-nilly just to get as much dust as I can. And I, of course I was still short a little bit on the Kofa Grease XL. So I was, you know, pothening that. But that was actually I was like, the amount of Stardust I need, like I'm gonna get the Kofa Grease XLs, no problem. I just need to walk it like like you know, yeah, 40 kilometers or something uh, with a poffin. But I was dead tired. I was dead tired over the weekend um, or over the course of the week, really. And I, I failed by one power-up on my Kofor Grigas. I was one power-up short on that, but uh, it, it didn't matter because his team was so good against Kofor Grigas, I didn't need to bring it. But anyway, I spent my entire week trying to bamboozle House Stark. And uh, it paid off. It paid off a little bit. I went to it once, so we'll, we'll, we'll take it. So uh, yeah, but that's why I was very swamped this past week, <laughs> um, dude. It's it's just so it's so much fun, right? I mean, I know it's a grind, but waking up that you know that early and going out and catching stuff and just watching the numbers go upwards and and then to be able to battle with someone who you're such a close friend with and see his reaction, right? Because he's uh, <laughs> I've oh. seen the memes, right? I've seen the memes. Oh like, yeah. Regular I'll, Caleb versus Caleb with Alex's team. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, po- I'll post a meme in this Twitter promo, so uh, in this tweet promo, so people can see. Um, it was a tweet made by House Stark that I think is pretty funny. So um, I think he wasn't sure if it was gonna be like mean or not, but um, but yeah, it was like uh, it was like the Doge dog, right? Yeah. It was, um, it was like Caleb with Stark's team, like super buff, and then Caleb every other week, which is true. I I did like I didn't do that great this season, uh, or this cycle for still factions. I think I maybe broke even or like went up by one match i was going like one and two and two and ones like the entire like cycle and i think i I was coming off like a two or three week like loose streak so yeah not the greatest but now that i got house dark's op team i mean it's only (laughs) up from here right (laughs) yeah exactly and you're right like looking at his team it barely changes at all i almost feel like looking at his team because it's it's listed week to week uh vertically mm-hmm. it almost looks like candy crush like there's so many things that are similar <laughs> lined up like oh here's another noodle queen here's another Kofagrigas. Uh, 
I, I, that's, you're exactly right. And that's the funniest part. Not only did I try to copy his team to the T, I also aligned my Pokemon in this. I was like, his Registeel comes first, then comes the wall raid, then comes the flex pick, then the counter user, then the shadow nuclear and cover. I like ordered it exactly the same. And I was like, yeah. He was like, nice team you got there. I was like, you know it. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I I see on your past weeks you've got some Pidgeot, you got some S Cavalier, uh, Defense Form Deoxys. Dude, and I got Stalker. everything weird, yeah, but I didn't yeah. bring any of those. Like if well, you're if you're preparing for me, you would not never expect to see this, you know? Yeah, this this is totally different and totally unique. And, and <laughs> unless you're in factions, like it's kind of hard to see just how weird and funky this is. Because mm-hmm. I think after like three or four weeks, people normally settle into a rhythm. Maybe they make minor adjustments here and there. Because even in factions, there's a meta, and Reggie Steel just feels like the meta. If you don't have two to three counters for for the Reggie Steel. You're just in a tough spot. So, Polytoad, so Swampert, cool. Galarian, mm-hmm. Sunfist, Surfetched. You got like four on one team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, but that's the thing. Sometimes I'll over prepare for Registeel and they bring like a crest that beats like my entire team because like they don't like, they're just like, yeah, you're so weak. So, it's so hard to prepare for it, which is why, I mean, now I got I got all the stuff I need. Nidal Queen's pretty great. I actually powered up my Great League Shadow Nidal Queen for this. It's better ranked in Great League than Ultra League, but I was like, I got to do it, right? I got to do it for the memes and for the team. So yeah. I did it. But yeah, I powered up. Yeah, that was, that was quite the investment. You know, yeah. you said like, oh, it's nice to go outside and see like the Stardust tick up and stuff as you grind. It didn't feel like that for me because I, I like every time I got enough, I'll power it up once and I'm back down to zero. And then that that power up dust amount will get bigger and bigger because, <laughs> you know, early on, it's like, oh, that's not too bad. You know, 5,000, 8,000. Then I'm like 15,000 for one power up. What? Like, yeah, dude, I, I think we have different approaches as well. Like for me, I just set the number and then I grind until I get to that number and then I do all my power ups at once. So I'd like to hear from our listeners if they do single power ups for like a big investment Pokemon or if they do just all at once when they have the dust. I typically take your approach, but the problem is I actually wasn't sure if I was even going to have enough dust <laughs> in time. Oh, okay. So I was just telling my teammates, I was like, look, I'm missing a couple powers on the Snow Queen. I don't know if I'm going to make it this week. Because uh, I knew I was going to yeah. be busy on Saturday for the casting, right? So mm-hmm. um, so I woke up really early Saturday. And I stayed up late doing my GBL sets, too. Ooh. Ooh. You can, you can bet that I do not want to lose this bet between me and you. I'd rather dress up as Nurse Joy or Officer Jenny, whatever whatever one I agreed to. I think I said Nurse Joy. Yeah. Um, on stream and lose the bet to Polly than lose the bet to you because I don't have dust. I don't got the luxury to make an Ultra League Fortress. So <laughs> I was up late this week as well GBLing because I was playing Flying Cup and like no one really plays Flying Cup. So I'm sitting there for like, I think it took me like five hours to do my sets, maybe more. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was it was it was late. It was late, but um, we can do a quick update on that in a little bit. But ah, uh, I feel pretty good. You know, I actually had a dream last night that you hit legend. Oh no, dude! Um, maybe that dream was a prediction of uh, two weeks from now. Maybe that's when that. Oh, happen. okay, that's very comforting here because I legit thought that you hit it, and like I dreamed that you came on the podcast. And was like, yo, you see my tweet. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like the moment you said that I was like I already knew, right? In my dream, I go check, I'm like, oh, this guy is legend. What the heck? Right. Especially given how close I am, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. We have a spooky story we forgot to cover last week. Yes, we do. Yeah. And and actually we had a listener reach out and ask about it. So honestly, that just 
uh, it touched me personally that people, you know, were listening. They care enough to hear the story. And to everyone who was waiting for that, it was not intentional. Uh, I am super sorry that we didn't get to it. But there's just so much to cover, right? Especially in our T segments. It's true. I just spent like 30 minutes talking about how I'm trying to bamboozle House Stark. So <laughs> you can see how we're always running behind. <laughs> well, it's 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 good stuff, right? And uh, and I love that we're going to see Alex this weekend, and we'll get we'll get to all of that as well. Um, so yeah, spooky story time. I mean, Caleb, are are you are you buckled in? Do you have your popcorn? Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, you're alive, so the, the only so much bad can happen here. But I'm I'm expecting the worst. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. All right. So I just want to remind everybody: a couple of weeks. Ago, we said that there was a really scary moment for me playing Pokemon Go. Uh, nobody was in danger, right? So don't don't worry about that. Caleb told me to cut that part out, but I feel like that's important to say. <laughs> no one was being threatened here, okay? But uh, at least at least I thought I was at first, but it turned out to not be the case. Okay, so it's 2017. It's around uh, November. Weather's pretty cold. I'm in Mississippi. And uh, I, I used to live on this street called Mamie Street, M-A-M-I-E. And there was a gym at the end of the street where there was a bridge connecting, uh, you know, over this this little stream that ran through the neighborhood uh, down the rest of the street. So the gym was right by the bridge. <clears throat> it's late at night. It's probably like, I don't know. I was I was up at, at DGen hours. It's probably 3 a.m., right? And I noticed the gym is red. And of course, I'm Team Mystic. So I said, oh, you know. I want to go get some some coins. I want to put a Pokemon in the gym and I can't sleep. So I'm just going to go out there. I step outside and it's thick, thick fog. Just can't, I can barely see probably 20 feet in any direction. And I say, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. I can see car lights. I can hear a car if it's coming. So I'll just stay on the sidewalk and nobody's out at this hour. So it's going to be fine. So I start walking and I get down to the bridge and I decide to sit down and I'm sitting down on the sidewalk fighting this gym and uh you know fighting pretty well i think it's you know vaporeon was a defender or something something you know throwbacky maybe a blissey or something and i'm locked into the game trying to fight this uh gym defender and then i hear like this low humming sound it doesn't sound like a car it doesn't sound like a golf cart or any other motorized thing it just sounds like a like a low hum and you know those moments when time just slows down and you just every every second feels like it takes a whole minute well i turn to my left and all i can see is fog but i hear the humming and i'm, I'm thinking okay you know this is a little bit odd i'm not sure what that is but maybe it's it'll go away and i stare at the fog for just a moment and then i notice this figure start to appear it has an outlining but what's weird is that it's on the sidewalk, but it's not taking steps. It's not moving. It's it's kind of gliding towards oh my me. Gosh. And I'm like, of course, I'm just thinking, what in the world could this be? It's 3 a.m. in November in the middle of Mississippi, you know, and just like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And I'm sitting there and it starts to get closer and closer out of this fog. And again, the visibility here is like 20 feet. So once this thing comes out of the fog, it's going to be pretty close. So I'm just kind of petrified, just sitting there on the sidewalk, looking over my shoulder and it gets closer and closer and closer. And then it starts to appear and I don't see a face. I just see fabric, like cloth, like this figure is just wrapped all the way, almost like a mummy. And it just keeps on coming. 
I'm like, what is going on? And it finally comes out of the fog and I can tell that it's a person sitting on a power chair. That's like a low, low volume, low noise power chair. And they're just moving down the sidewalk at 3 a.m. wrapped in blankets because it's November in Mississippi <laughs> and it's like heavy, wet, cold. So I get up, I walk to the other side of the street and I stand on the sidewalk and right where I was sitting, they just and they go past where I was sitting. Oh, man. That's wild. <laughs> it was so bizarre. That's, um... Wait, this was 2016? A 2017. 2017? Okay. Oh, so they're dedicated. They weren't... Because 2016, you would see all sorts of weird stuff. Like, people walk around at night that you wouldn't expect. Oh, maybe also it's because I was walking around at night, which I usually don't until Pokemon Go came out. It's <laughs> like, dude, like, who are these people, right? And it turns out they're just fighting a gym or catching Pokemon, too. So Yeah, like, why is this but... group of people walking around in the middle of the night? I-, I didn't used to walk my dog late at night until I played Pokemon Go. And then mm-hmm. I noticed I would just walk out and the city would be really quiet. But if I saw that one person, I would check. Are they playing Pokemon Go or are they being a weirdo, right? You didn't talk to this person at all? No, no, we didn't say a word. I mean, I think they turned oh, to look at me, but then it just yeah. kept going forward. I mean, I, I think, think they we be, were maybe they'll listen to this one day. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. That was Give so us a weird. shout out. Or, or let us know. <laughs> yeah, right. If you were if you were the the individual in the power chair going down the sidewalk in 2017, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, hit us up. <laughs> Wait, you uh you know their username, right? Because they were fighting a gym. No, so they actually, I don't think they were playing Pokemon Go at all. Oh, uh, they weren't playing Pokemon Go at all. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. Okay. No, Wait, no, no. I was, that's I was even weirder to... that they're they're driving around. Yeah, it was super weird because, again, that's why that's part of the reason it was so odd to me because I was fighting the gym and they just kind of zoomed past and then they just kept going. Like they were headed down, they were headed over the bridge and down the street. Mm, I see, I see. Really weird. Wow. That is odd. Yeah, unlikely they're going to hear this story, which is maybe for the best. But um, <laughs> interesting. Say, oh man, kid thought I was so creepy. What? You know, um, the listeners will already know if I succeeded in this or not by this point in time. But when I was listening to that story, I was like, you know what would go well with this? Like a like a creepy like undertone background music while you're telling this story. You Dude. know, I was like, I could hear in my head. So after we record this, I'm going to go in post-production and see if I can make it happen. And if I failed, my apologies. And if I did it, you're welcome. But yeah. you'll know by now if you're listening. So, um, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, dude, where's this going? Bro, Fuchsia um, City Lo-Fi. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should look into that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I remember like when I first started playing too, there was like this wooded area with a Pokestop in it. It was late at night. It was like, 10 p.m. or almost midnight, and someone dropped a lure there, and I was like, "Dude, there might be good Pokemon that lure, right?" And there's like literally no lights. There's not even like street lights or anything here, so it's like pitch black. And my friend's like, "You're not going there. Like, you're going to die. Like, someone's setting you up. Like, someone's trying to lure you into this like forest. Because why would someone drop a lure? It's not like someone lives there, right? Why would someone drop a lure on like a single Pokestop there unless they're not trying to like kill you? So I." took my friend's advice and didn't do it but you know you never know right i think once i was uh it was a charmander nest right back when nests were a big thing because like they didn't have so many spawns you're like oh like charmers are so rare we gotta go to the charmander nest and it was this it was at this tennis courts area and like a playground playground tennis courts closer 
close-ish to where I lived. So mm-hmm. I went with a friend there. I was like, oh, let's just go at like 10 p.m. No one will be there, right? So like it'll be it'll be easy. And we show up, and there's some other dude just walking around this area, right? And we're like, oh shoot, like, like because like why would someone like you know whatever they're trying to rob people go to an empty park or tennis court, right? So we're just like, yeah. uh, let's play a little safe, right? So because because we're like. Well, we still want to get the charm in, so we didn't leave. We just like, like you know, kind of like avoided like contact with this person, right? It was like a big enough tennis court area and and uh, and playground area to avoid it. And then eventually, it comes upon we're like too close to this guy, and he was just he finally sees us, right? And we don't know what to expect. And all of a sudden, they're like. Yo, you catch these Charmanders too? Or like, oh yeah, we are. He's like, yeah, right on, man. And I think he was he was like definitely getting high and stuff. So he was like already like out of like out of this world on a different planet catching Charmanders in this park. <laughs> he was in Kanto, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was it was me, Brock, and my friend Misty showing up, <laughs> joining his adventures. <laughs> right. It's like, man, but, these guys are uh, just like Pokemon characters. <laughs> yeah so and then i just remember it was the same friend that told me not to go with that lure right but she was just like man we live in a strange time i was like yeah i was like i'll take it you know and then yeah. pokemon go got a little less popular after that but uh for a little bit but it was early days of pokemon go were very interesting to say the least i think another yeah. time too i was walking down the street late at night some guys came up to us and we're like oh shoot like what's gonna happen right it was like only like a few days after the game release I was like, dude, I don't want any trouble, right? They come up to us really quick on like skateboards. And we're like, we're like, uh, what's up? And he's like, Hey, do y'all know any hospitals nearby? I was like, uh, yeah, there's one down the street that's like 24-7. You could probably like it's like everything okay? And he's like, Oh yeah, my friend fell off his skateboard and broke his arm, so we need to bring him to the hospital. So like, oh I'm sorry to hear that. And then and then back then, you know. I don't know if it was just me or not, but I would play with like full volume Pokemon Go, right? Like with yeah. this music and everything. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm like in, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm out there catching Pokemon, like Ash Catcher, right? With the music and everything. And he sees it and he also sees my phone, right? Light up with like Pokemon Go stuff. He's like, oh, you guys playing Pokemon Go? We're like, yeah, yeah, why? He's like, oh, like, yeah, we are too. That's why how my friend broke his arm. He was playing Pokemon Go on a skateboard and he, he was trying to catch like, a Pikachu and he fell off while trying to catch it. No. I was like, this is a wild man. Like literally, like doesn't matter who we ran into back then, everyone was like doing something Pokemon Go related. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I think there's there have been memes made as well. 2016 was the last summer when everyone was in harmony. I know there are always things going on in the world, but it really did feel like a different time. It felt like you could really talk to people and not, you know, be concerned or creeped out. And then, of course, a few years later, COVID happens and we're all like shut indoors. And now we're all so skeptical of every of everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of people still have their accounts or, you know, played on and off throughout the years, too. Right. Like this is a, a little TMI, but, you know, we got we got the homies listening. So I don't mind sharing this part. But I've been on a number of dates with people and they'll ask. They'll always ask, like, oh, what do you do for a living? Blah, blah. So I'll, I'll tell them, you know, um, and they're like, oh, like I used to play Pokemon Go too, or or like some of them still casually play, and some of them just like they're like, oh, I used to play during quarantine, and I you know stopped after that, and, and they're always like, oh, like can I add you and stuff? I was like, sure, I guess. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like it's so shocking how many people I've added through different dates, and I'm just like, dude, I was like, 
Maybe I gotta stop this, man. I I I set some pretty high like challenges for people to add me as a friend in the game, and here I am just on a random date with someone I met on a dating app, and they're just getting it on the first date. I was like, maybe I should just like, maybe I should be like, hey, you gotta commit to playing if if I'm gonna add you, because these uh these aren't spots that you should give away for free. So yeah, dude, you gotta play hard to get. Come on. Yeah, but that that's gonna be so weird. Imagine imagine going on a first date with someone, and be like, oh, what do you do for a living? Be like, play Pokemon Go. And be like, guys, your friend? Be like, no. Nah. You can't. <laughs> That's oh, going to be the end of that that uh, date for sure. There's no second date there. <laughs> yeah, right. And even with the the increased uh, friend space, you know, I'm sure you're you're getting depleted pretty quickly, huh? <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with this. Uh, I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep that we'll keep that part mysterious. Um, but uh, it's always yeah. tough to explain Pokemon Go to people who maybe have put the game down for a while because if mm -hmm. you show them, it's just so wildly different than it used to be. Yeah, a, a lot of the a lot of the questions they always ask me is like, "Oh, what level are you?" I was like, "I mean, fifty, but like, it doesn't really, it doesn't for me at least like that. That's that's like nothing, right? I mean, like, it's a lot of XP, but it's not. That's a grind that anyone could really achieve in like within like probably a year or two at most. Sure." Um, there's a there's a longer end game for me there but yeah that's usually the metric a lot of people say i did meet someone that said they had a a uh they had they had two hondo mewtwo's i was like two no hundred. way i was like i don't even have a hundo. i only have one hundo mewtwo's so you got me beat right like we've been playing for so many years and they say oh <laughs> yeah. my shundos yeah it's like i haven't played in the past like year and a half but i got two hundo mewtwo's i was like what I was like, yeah exactly give me that yeah, they I, I I did trade them and um, they they didn't have they didn't play for the past few years so they didn't have some stuff so they didn't have Tropius they didn't have Pachirisu and I got those from like GoFest right especially the recent GoFest so I was like sure I was like you want this sixteen hundred Tropius because like PVP people don't want a sixteen hundred Tropius it's not going to help them with anything it's like okay mm -hmm. I was like what you got and you know this person used to play a lot and they're like well I got like I was like I mean let me take a look at Reggie's. Dude, they got like four like box Reggie rocks. I was like, what? what? Like, Let me get those box Reggie rocks, right? They're like, why do you want like a lower, small one? I was like, no, just give me the smallest one. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I got like a rank like 58 Reggie rock for Great League. It was crazy. Oh, man. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, rank 81. Sorry, but I'll take it. I mean, any any legendary <laughs> in Great League top 100? Great I mean, League Reggie rocks? Yeah. Yeah, that's See? a steal. Little, little advice to everyone, you know? On your first date with someone, ask them to play Pokemon Go and see if he, they have any Regirocks. It's uh, it could come in handy. Yeah, um, especially now that you get two special trades. But anyway, that's enough <laughs> about all that stuff. Um, we got Go Fest coming up this weekend. Both myself and you and a bunch of awesome people will be there. Yeah, dude, going to Seattle here for the in-person GoFest in the U.S. I know there was the global event, and there have been a couple other uh, in-persons, or at least there's been one in-person, and then there's going to be one in-person in Japan. So uh, this one has some unique offerings. I mean, personally, I'm most excited about the potential of Buzzwall. Yes, Buzzwall will be... Uh, someone asked me this, too. They're like, do you think Buzzwall will be eligible for people that aren't going to go fest in seattle because that might be the only chance to get a buzz wall in great league that's eligible right that's low enough cp yeah but i was thinking back on it i was like probably because if you think about all the other times they release something like this um they always bring eventually something for everyone else right so if you're not able to make it uh i wouldn't stress too much because buzz wall 
it looks okay for Great League, but it's not going to be meta-breaking for sure. There's no way. Based on typing, it's just a hair cross typing with some different movesets. Mm-hmm. Um, being double weak to flying is just not, not always uh, very good. But that being said, um, yeah, they'll probably release it. I mean, I think the most recent example I can think of is Genesect. Uh, there was yeah. like a special research Genesect that people were like buying up to get a Genesect for Great League. And the funny part is one, dude, who's using Genesect in Great League? <laughs> like it's not, it was, it was not even something worth stressing about in, in hindsight. And two, they eventually made it eligible for everyone else uh, through some other research stuff too. So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't fret too much there, but it does look kind of cool to introduce some new Pokemon. Um yeah, it's going to be a number of features, so it's going to be cool. Um, you can have up to six special trades, which is nice, and reduce Stardust. Um, you know, there's some add-ons you can do as well, like Raid Lover add-ons or Critical Hatch ad- add-ons. I think I just bought both of them because I was just like, oh, whatever. If I'm going to Raid go there, like, why not just pay the extra 20 bucks or something to get the most out of the experience? Uh, yeah, plus, you exactly. Know, I could use the Stardust, clearly. Um there's some good spawns, though. I was reading up, and uh, I think it was Enhoff that posted this and said, you want to probably maximize your mega evolutions, right? You know how it's like all the you get extra XLs and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, she said Pidgeot is probably the best one because you have a, a bunch of flying spawns. Like in the Cloud Sanctuary, you got like Togetic, Wubat, Rufflets. You know, not all of them you want XLs for. Togetic is probably the most important one. Oasis. Uh, you got a low executor. Sandy Burmy, Gibble, and Pan Power, which aren't really that useful. But in Dreamy Mindscape, uh, for that area, you got Drowsy, Snorlax, Teddy Ursa, and Litwick. You don't really need Teddy Ursa XLs, but Snorlax XLs going to come in handy, right? When you have that Pidgey evolved. And the Electric Garden, you got the Hisuian, Voltorb, Combi, Fungus, and Helio Helioptile, or whatever. It's like Helioptile, weird, I think. Helioptile, yeah. It's like that weird little electric bunny looking thing. Um Probably only the XL bones probably only come in for combi there, but it's it's fine. Um, but we do have cowboy hat Snorlax, so that's going to yeah. be pretty cool. And then we'll have a bunch of unknowns from A B E L R S T and U. Um, and there might so, be a bunch of spawns that aren't we haven't even like they haven't even really announced that will be there too. Yeah, so I've got a tip for the for the unknowns actually. Uh, I've heard a rumor. That for the first minute or two minutes uh, on the hour, all of the active spawns in your area will shift over to unknowns. So if you want to get a a high chance of a shiny unknown, it has the same shiny rates apparently as the wild spawns. Uh, the at the top of the hour, like one o one p.m., you know, two o two p.m. or excuse me, two o one p.m. Th- those are like the key times to try to get unknowns. I don't know if you've heard about oh, that rumor. Oh, I didn't know about that uh yeah, did that happen in berlin yes i believe that's where the the precedence comes from oh okay yeah that's that's pretty big because i mean unknowns aren't really useful for pp or anything it's a big collector item but the shiny unknowns are hard to find do you do you have any shiny unknowns at the moment no i don't have a single one uh, i think the best one that i have is a lucky question mark unknown from the original go fest that one of my buddies oh me. that's pretty dope i only have one shiny unknown and there's been multiple shiny unknown eligible events since like for a while now, you know, and I played most mm. of them and I still only have one shiny unknown. So, um, so yeah, so definitely for those, I mean, if you're trying to get the shiny unknown decks, dude, dude. I mean, that is quite the grind. I mean, that's quite the end game if that's the end game for you. So, but that's a, that's a really cool tip. Yeah. I'll definitely have to look into that 
and see. You know, knowing me, I'll probably forget like at least half the times. Be like, oh, let me just catch everything on screen. Oh, it's one on one, and there's nothing on my screen to catch, and they're probably all unknowns. Now, so. <laughs> they're probably all shiny unknowns, but you can't get them. Yep, yep. So there's that. So definitely looking forward to it. Um, I think there's probably some spawns globally, right? Um, when this is happening, like maybe Pan Power, maybe will be released. Yeah, I, I think we are getting a, a small collection of, of global spawns, which is great yeah. uh, to help some people enjoy enjoy the event that might not actually be there. Yes. And to answer your point earlier, I do think that the global research for things like Buzzwall comes out to everyone within a few weeks mm-hmm. of the actual event. Yeah, because we missed out on the um, the other bug Pokemon in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, it kicks like a Street Fighter. I can't remember his name, but uh, I saw I saw uh, Jonkis post a video on it on Twitter, but um anyway so yeah so i think everyone will eventually get access to these and they're probably going to just release the um what they call the ultra beast whatever right and raids and yeah. stuff eventually so uh night we already got right but um yeah and then we got shaman as well skyform which would be kind of cool uh and shiny debuts are combi and pan power as well so um should be a fun event speaking of events there's a big one tomorrow uh aka today actually when you listen to this it's either today or it's already yesterday <laughs> depending on what time zone you're in but for tuesday for tuesday july 19th i mean i mean i'm not saying that i'm more excited for this in go fest but i'm pretty excited for the spotlight hour we talked about last week it's the star you spotlight hour 7.5 dust for the base catch rate 750 dust you get over a thousand something with the star piece on so you definitely want to be playing this one. Yeah, I wish I wish this event was last week, so I wouldn't have didn't have to like deprive myself of sleep trying to <laughs> trying to trying to surprise Stark there. But it's fine. We'll we'll I'll build up the Stardust so I can surprise Stark again next cycle. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! The irony, right? You get a Stardust event the, literally the following week. Uh, but dude, I'm in the same boat. I, I have a lot of open spaces in my bag. I'm just going to try to grind as many star use as possible and use the star piece, incense, everything like that. And then mm-hmm. remember as well, everyone, you have double transfer candy as the bonus. So like Caleb was saying last week, mark things before you even start. Uh, start today or start right now if you can and just mark some things, tag them as transfer candy. And then at 6.01 p.m., you want to go ahead and transfer all those for the double candies and then just catch your heart out. Yes. Yes. So yeah, very, very good advice there. And you know what? Maybe uh, you want to do a little competition to see who could get more Staryu Dust or, oh, or Stardust during Staryu uh, Spotlight Hour. Oh, dude, you know, I'm always down to compete. Let's do it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it. Uh, I'll, I'll try to send you a reminder if, if uh, I don't know if you should take screenshots or anything, but before this, but, but if you can't just take a screenshot beforehand and we'll just compare our results okay um, are you going by car or, or by by foot no i'm going by foot i don't i Me still too. don't have my car yet <laughs> it's, okay oh yeah i remember car, dude i'm so sorry still in the that. shop so but i'm like all right i'm going to seattle for like a week so it's it's fine but i'm like i i need to i need to eventually get my car man i'm running out of cat food here <laughs> <laughs> that's fine there's a trader joe's down the street that i could i could get i think they have cat food if not i might be in trouble but no, i could probably order some but yeah. um yeah, yeah sorry cranberry times are tough yeah yeah she don't even know she's napping on my bed thinking that there's gonna be a meal for her the next day but you never know <laughs> but you never know no no for everyone let's say I'm, I'm not serious I'll, I'll definitely i mean i'm running low on cat food but i'll find a way to get cat food for my cats just don't need to call um 
animal protective circuit uh, services on me and i'll be fine um but yeah, i'm excited for that that'll be a good one uh yeah anyway yeah. i'm excited for this segment speaking of competitions what's what's the elo at at the moment on this legend race that we have going on between myself and you oh man you know i feel like i had a small lead last week and i feel like uh I feel like this week you're you're gonna have a big lead on me because I've barely moved at all. Uh, I ran like I got up to uh, like I was telling you uh, last time I got up to twenty seven thirty or so for Go Battle Day, and then I kind of fell back down, and we were about neck and neck. And for some reason, man, I'm trying to make things like Frothorn work. I see so many Needle Queen, Walrein, Swampert. I'm just like, man, I just want to sweep these teams because I just can't stand them. Yeah, and I just then can't I, get the I, alignment. I can't get the alignment right. I get hit with the random team after that. So right now I'm at like 2570. I have not moved. Oh, okay. I'm just going to send you a DM of where I'm at right now. Oh, no, dude. I, you sound pretty take confident. A, take a gander. I just want to hear no way, dude. <laughs> no way. Okay, okay. So that's my screenshot. That's not, that's if it, if you'll know it's me, if you zoom in and you see longest streak 26, that's from my Skarmory double grass line. So you know that's not someone else's screenshot. That's me. <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's, okay, that's from earlier t- earlier today. Okay. Yes. Yes. It was at uh one forty seven p.m. today, and I'm gonna go live uh with my patrons watching at midnight. So about an hour and a half from now, and hopefully trying to hit legend. If you don't see a Twitter post from me tomorrow, then I failed, <laughs> and the race is still still on. But um. Yeah, for those that are listening, you, you obviously didn't see the picture I sent uh, Speedy, but I sent him a screenshot of my ELO, and it is a strong 2996. <laughs> I'm four points away. You know, here's the thing that kills me the most. And, and so I've been playing Flying Cup, and I was saying this earlier, the queue times are just brutal. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll get a queue into someone that's like higher ELO than me, right? Once in a while. Like someone actually, I can't remember the name. Dude, they were, what a kind. So I don't know if they just misclick or what. They were 3060 in ELO, 3060 ELO. So I was like, oh, this is great, right? I'm going to get a lot of ELO if I win here. And they had a Drift Blim in the lead. And I'm, my team is Altaria, Shadow, Aerodactyl, and Skarmory. And I've like, pretty much figured out how to win against almost any team comp. There's a few, mm. there's a few comps that like, if the opponent plays it well, I can't win. But if they make like standard kind of gameplay styles, like, you know, Playstyles, then I could as long as I'm on point. Sometimes I'll throw as well, right? I'm not always playing perfectly, but I was at tw- I was at twenty six eleven last week when Flying Cub <laughs> debuted, and I climbed up to twenty eight sixty in one day of sets on my Patreon stream. It was like over two, almost two hundred fifty points in in one sitting. I was like, whoa, what? And yeah. so of course, like throughout the next few days, I was climbing, and like all my patrons, were like, dude, please, like, don't release this team. It's so good, whatever, right? <laughs> but I was like, I gotta do it eventually, right? Um, by the time you listen to this, I'll probably have dropped a team or it's coming soon. But um, I've been just trying to, you know, farm up a nice YouTube title by hitting legend first with it. But um, <laughs> yeah, by faces player, and it was Altaria into Driftlin, which is just kind of annoying because you have to shield every icy win. And I somehow was able to snipe down the Driplin with my Aerodactyl before they get to another Icy one somehow. And they come in, and their Skarmory's 1,300. It's like 1,360 was their Skarmory CP. I was like, there's oh. no way. This person hit Legend already, and they're running a 1,360 Skarmory? Like, this is not something... It's not like we haven't seen Skarmory's before. Like, you should have candies for this, right? I mean, I mean if you hit Legend, you've got plenty of starters just from playing GBL to power it up. 
and they were running a crowbat in the back. So I think this person might just be memeing me or something. The crowbat, I understand if they're going for spice. And same thing with Driftlim. But, like, why run an under-leveled Skarmory? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was just big chilling on that one. So, hey, shout out to um, whoever I faced there. I'm sure they know who they are if they're listening. I, I unfortunately forgot their name. They might have just locked in the wrong Skarmory. I don't know. But I was just like, dang, this Aerodactyl's about to beat this Skarmory. What's going on? What, was it was it 1357 CP? Something like that, yeah. Wait, okay. why? Was it... Okay, right. I just I just remember another steel type being locked in in a big tournament with a thirteen fifty seven. I was just making sure. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Unfortunately, Reggie Steel's not eligible for this cup, but it was oh, okay. It was okay. Steel type. Yeah. Well, honestly, yeah. I think that trainer is just conspiring against me. They're probably probably a loyal listener, and they're like, "Oh man, I got to help Caleb out here." <laughs> You yeah, just hey. earth, poor guy. I, I will say I would have hit legend earlier if I didn't queue into my patron. I queued into my patron Manning. And I did this actually last week. I was doing coaching session with him and the team was going pretty well, but then like he just wasn't finding games or he was like doing some misplays. And I was like, hey, I got a meeting soon. So like we, we had to end the call. Like we ended the call on time. It just took so long we couldn't go through all of his sets. And then after I did my call, I was like, well, let me queue into some GPL and see how the queue times are for me. I queue into him, right? And we're running the mirror team because he's running the same strategy as me. So I play a little differently because I was like, I know I know what I taught him. So I can't do the same thing that I taught him because then we're just doing the same thing, right? So yeah. I like try to play a little differently and just, you know, clean victory. Still had a shield remaining, right? Into a mirror team. I was like feeling really good. And he's like, he's like messaging me. He's like, man, I'm down bad, man. Like I was at like 2,800. He was like higher ELO than me by like a 200 or something. And like in one day I like caught up to him, right? And then now he like dropped down to like 2,700. So he's like, dude, it's like, it's like I'm in a 2,700. Everyone fight is like lower than me. So I'm losing ELO. Like I'll see like a 2,800 player like once in a blue moon. Yeah. And then last night, less than 24 hours ago, I queue up into him. And I'm in the 2,900s range, right? I think I was like 2,988. <laughs> and this guy's 2,700, maybe 2,700 flat. I was like, what? I was like, how did I queue into him? And so, of course, he's running the same team, right? But this time, he plays it a little differently, too. And I, like, panic. And I, I make all the mistakes I tell my patrons not to make when running this line, um, especially because I know the line. There's ways that you might make the mistake because you have a misread on what they have as their backline Pokemon. But I know what he's running. So it was just, like, completely on me. Yeah. And I misplay it. I was like, dude, and I lose. And I'm like, I just lost a 2,700 player. And I went 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. I tied with someone else, and I lost. That was my second loss. And I, I think if I beat him there, I definitely hit Legend. But because of that, I end up just, I think I lost ELO <laughs> after tying and going 2-2 two and two because I queued up into him. I was like, dude, what is going on? Oh, no. But, so Dude, I, I just I need to contact your patrons and tell them to uh to hold the line tonight. <laughs> yeah, big snipe. Uh, I mean, honestly, it, if your elo is close to mine, it's super easy to snipe me because there's like no one playing flying cup. I was like I was queued up last night and trying to do it, and I was falling asleep like waiting for the cues, and I was like I kept. I kept waking up panicking. I was like, oh, shoot, did I just lose a battle because I was just sitting there in queue the whole time? And I wake up like five minutes later and it's still in queue. So I eventually just like turn off my phone. I was like, I'm just going to go sleep and figure this out tomorrow. But um, yeah, but it's uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'm ready. I'm ready for your Bastion on stream. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I need the comeback of the century here. I, I, yeah. I, 
I need you to. Uh, I need you to really flatline. I need to uh, just <laughs> rock it. Look, uh, the good news is you probably won't have to do it this week. So whenever Great Leaks back back in session, I look forward to. Um, wait, what the terms was? You just have to run Bastion on Great League, right? I think so. I don't think the whole ever day is sets. It was Ultra League, dude. That's. That's actually not that bad. There's good Bastion teams in Great League. I know. Dude. I feel you like I was climb. The, you might climb. I okay. feel like I was getting the better deal, the better end of the bargain here with this. Yeah, yeah, you are, you are. But you know what? A little pressure is is fine by me. Uh, my friend Palmer's up's also not even close. He he I he's he has access to all my channels because he's a mod in my server, and so he he sees my strategy. I was like, just use the team I use, right? Good luck. And he's running a Shadow Aerodactyl with frustration. You just need to double move it, and you can just like because you don't really need Ancient Power Rock Sides enough because Ancient Power Rock Sides the same. It's just that sometimes you could go for the boost if you know they're definitely shielding. I was like, just double move it. Like you don't just spend the dust double move it because you never you're never gonna get to the frustration right. And you get a Rock Side against a Skarmory uh, counter swap there, so you need it right for that shield pressure and or just get a bunch of an- damage off. He's like, nah, I don't need frust- I don't need that. They don't know I'm running frustration. They'll shield anyway. I was like, all right, you do you, right? He's like, oh yeah, the team's cracked. I got five and zero. Oh. I was like, all right. I check with him the next day. He's like, Caleb, you messed me up, man. I was like, what I do? He's like, after that five zero, oh, I went zero oh, and five and like one and four. After I dropped all this elo, no. I was like, yeah, because you're using a frustration shadow aerodactyl. No one told you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was like, because when he first said it, I was like, at first pushing back, I was like, you should probably get the, like, you should probably just double move it just to be safe. Cause like, you need to use your charge with Aerodactyl. There's no way you're going to climb without it, like, in the long term. He's like, no, no, I'm going to keep doing it. And then a light bulb hit me. And I was like, huh, I'm going to race here to see who's going to get Legend first. If this man wants to throw and just run frustration on his Shadow Aerodactyl in a meta where you need to throw the charge moves, be my guess. So but after one, I was like, so yeah. I was like, you know what? You do that, Palmer's up. You prove me wrong. You 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 unleash that frustration all over the flying cup meta. Let's see how well it goes. <laughs> and uh the plan panned out perfectly for me. <laughs> so Dude, okay, okay, but honestly, right? Some people might be listening, they might think of flying cup, they might think of rock throw, steel wing, dragon breath. Uh-huh. How often do you throw like an earth power in flying cup? never never oh no that's what i'm saying you just you you only need rock slide you rock throwing rock slide is all you need if you want to get fancy and you have the resources you could go rock slide and ancient power same amount of energy to get to both it's just that once in a while if they're low on health ancient power from shadow attack is still going to do a lot to a flying pokemon right in all uh, skarmory not as much because it's neutral but everything else is going to do a lot uh super factor or even double super factor like you know articuno and stuff like that um, yeah. so a lot of times, like even like if like you're facing Altaria and they're like at a third health or whatever, you can throw that inch of power. And once in a while you get a boost. I think I've got like two or three boosts so far. And that's that's just huge because after the boost, like it's just so hard to even just dragon breath you down or take you down after and you just like the game's pretty much over when you boost there. Um, oh yeah. usually they're in a tough spot. So um but I would say uh at the bare minimum you need rock slide. Ancient power if you want to get fancy, but that's about it. Because if they know she'll ancient power on Skarmory, then they that that's just going to be really tough to come back from. They the rock side at least puts them really low, so you have um, you could potentially flip that matchup if they don't have great IVs or something. But mm-hmm. 
but yeah, that's my recommendation. So that's a great team. That's a great team. Unfortunately, people don't play it. Uh, playing Fly Cup, I don't know. I don't know why people think it's RPS. I personally don't. I think there's a lot of neutral play. Um, you just need to know how to play around different matchups. But mm-hmm. yeah, I what uh what season was it when we had the Flying Cup for Go Battle Day? Do you remember that season? Oh, it was like a Go Battle Night, I believe. It was like 6 p.m. to like midnight or something. It was like only a six-hour yeah. frame. What season was that? That was a couple of seasons ago. I don't know. I climbed a lot, though, because it was like one of the last uh, Go Battle Nights for the season. I think the, the GBL season was over after a week. So I remember yeah. I climbed so much that I just sat on the first page of the leaderboards after that because I was just like, well, I don't got time. I'm not going to queue anyone into anyone after this, right? Um, so okay. that's that was my strategy there. Yeah. It looks like it was November 5th of 2020. Oh, wow. Was, that's a long time ago. I thought it was like 2021. 2020. Season, season four of GBL. Yeah. No way. Dude, I was thinking about it because uh, I remember playing that night and I was using uh, Aerodactyl, Skarmory, Emolga, and I actually got <laughs> Legend that night. Yeah. That's uh, a top three ranked Pokemon in, in Flying Cup as well. Did you know? I'm just, like I'm just flexing, man, with the meta. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, you know the the funny part is last last season during entry season they had a flying cup segment, and I was I was because I never had a shadow air doctor before then, so I had one ready. So I was like, I was like, I was telling my patrons, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come up with like like a crafty team, right? Like a little Caleb Payne line right here, right? I'm gonna run a Moga lead, shadow air doctor, and Skarmory in the back, right? And I check PV poke. I'm like. Wait, this is a top three Pokemon. I'm not being creative at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's kind of how Flying Cup is. Like, you know, like to say it's like someone's team is like, unless you're running something like a Town Flame, like it's usually someone already has made self stuff with it. But um, yeah, did you like Flying Cup? It was it was fun, right? I Dude. mean, you, you made Legend with it, right? Because obviously, like you, it wasn't RPS because you were able to climb. Like if it was RPS, like it, you should be breaking even. Yeah, you're right. It should be 50-50, right? If it's if it's RPS, mm-hmm. unless you just have a really terrible lead, like you're saying, like Articuno, I don't think has a, a very strong place in the meta. But yeah, it was. You it was say a that I, I lost a couple Articunos <laughs> this week, so. Hey, it, it, yeah. for them though, it's feast or famine, right? Either you get the Altaria lead or you get the Steel Wing Scar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nowhere in between sometimes. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And I remember like going into Arrow's chat and like joining the voice chat, like, yo, what's up, guys? I hit legend. And I think Arrow was, you know, doing his usual, this team makes no sense, man. You know, yelling at his opponents. You know, Arrow <laughs> hasn't changed. <laughs> no, he's still molding after his own bad misplays. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, no team makes any sense unless he wins, right? But, but we <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh yeah anyway i'm having a good time so we'll see i uh i'll tag you i'll tag you on twitter if i hit it tonight you know if you wake up to a to a tag tweet you and palmer's up then you know i did it if not ooh, things went disastrously wrong and you, you all gonna have to check in next week to see what happened but um yeah, yeah man. well but, fingers crossed for that that outcome there no, <laughs> It's too late, Speedy. I already got frustration off my Shadow Aerodactyl. <laughs> oh, no. You, you've unlocked the ultimate power. Yeah, Polymer is just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, Paul, you're trolling yourself here. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's like, why uh, are you playing on hard mode, dude? Just lock in a 1357 Skarmory instead. Yeah, the guy just stingy with his Stardust, you know? And at the same time, he's like, oh, why don't you make all these things for Ultra League? He's like, yeah, make like, you know, you got to make three purified Politos and they never see what moves come. In. It could be Return, Blizzard, or Earthquake. I was like, 
dude, you know how expensive it is to make three Ultra League Politoes? Like, I don't even have one Ultra League Politoed, like, purified Politoed made. Are you serious? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, just something considered. I was like, I was like, the the disconnect here on someone that doesn't grind is someone that grind like to, the disconnect of how much how much research you think someone that grinds Pokemon is gonna have is like very different. I mean, you see people like Fleece King and um, Tasty Bree, you know, with like hundreds of millions of Stardust, but like their grind level is completely different. You know, like like they're grinding like ten times harder than me, but. Yeah. Yeah, and you know a lot of people will go out and, and play hard for like an hour and they're like, "Oh yeah, man, I made a lot of progress." But then, you know, Tasty Bree or or like you said, uh Fleece King, that I mean they go for 5, 6, 7, 8 hours, mm-hmm. like that's their day. So, uh, yeah, I agree, consistently, dude. Consistently. Yeah, consistently. Like it's it's cool to grind for like a week, but to do it for years, it's insane. I, I'm pretty sure I saw on Twitter earlier like past last week or something some some person they were averaging, I think like 30 to 40 kilometers walked every day for the past like six years it was something insane i think it was something i can't remember the person's name but like everyone in the community swears this person's legit and if you look at the numbers like it makes sense like their their walk to catch ratio is like still very clean it's not like someone just sitting there with like a phone rocker or something else like that you know like i was like I was blown. Like the stats on this person has, like they have probably more kilometers walked than someone not doing it legit. But while doing it legit, it was crazy. I was like, "Wow, that's uh, that's some dead." You know, it's it's one thing to do that for a week, but to do that for six years straight, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that's you know, there's there's always gonna be someone working harder, usually speaking, you know, out there. So. Yeah. Anyway. And dude, I'm I'm 100% one of those people that I get into a raid lobby and I check like the people in the lobby, I check their catches and their kilometers just, you know, while the raid's loading. I'm like, "Oh, you know, I just want to see." And uh that's compare, my, that's my compare, compare. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while you see a big dog and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a medium-sized fish in a in a small pond." Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It's it's always fun to compare, right? And we, I think that's one of the core things about Go as well is that it can be like a a bit of a vanity metric, right? Tracking your XP or tracking your catches mm-hmm. that only really matters to you, but it's still fun to compare. Oh, I think it matters to everyone. You know, it's like <laughs> it. You know what it reminds me of? It's like when you go to a gym and you're like sizing everyone else up. You're like, oh man, that guy's real big, and then you're like, oh. I could bench more than that dude over there though, at least, you know, like, like mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. one's, I feel like no one goes to the gym and just focus on their own thing. Like in between we are working out, you're looking around be like, Oh shoot, that guy's, you know, anytime someone's lifting a really heavy weight, no one's like looking away. Everyone's like, Oh, they going to do it. Right. Like it's, it's a big, yeah. it's just like Pokemon go, you know, like, Oh, a million catches. That's wild. Right. Yeah. You always look for leaders, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to have the good life moving to LA and go have like 10 spawn points on my, on my, you know, at my home home area i have one spawn point <laughs> dude, uh, dude i have dude. a pokestop so i'm i'm actually now the person that has so many pokeballs i'm constantly dropping pokeballs you know yeah dude the home stop is uh is definitely a blessing right but it, it can be a little bit cumbersome after a while i used to live mm-hmm. on three and that those were the what? days man. you lived on three in florida yeah. yeah in florida yeah do you have spawn it, points too or no uh, there were a few spawn points, but the whole neighborhood, the uh, essentially the way it worked was the buildings were connected by these bridges that were covered. So I was able to nominate the bridges that connected the buildings 
And then just mm. uh, for what it's worth, I was living at one of the houses so I could spin. And then two of the different connecting bridges across the street from me were within reach. So I was able to get all wow, three. That's, and just, that's like, amazing. Pretty sick. But dude, I wanted to ask you, have you gone rock climbing in LA yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. I just <laughs> okay. been walking a lot. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's a it's a great city though. Like on on my way to San Marco Pier, I was in the backseat of the lift, just like catching stuff and spinning stuff. So it's nice. But yeah, I have I just have the opposite problem now. I used to never have Pokeballs, so I was like hand catching everything because I mm-hmm. I like there's no time to use a Go Plus. But now I'm just like loaded on like I was using exclusively great balls during um Starly Spotlight or Starly Community Day. I was like I was like I need to get rid of these great balls somehow. You can't use them with the Go Plus, right? And it's yeah. not good enough to save like an Ultra Ball. I was like a thousand two hundred great balls. So like, what am I gonna do with these? Whoa, yeah, dude. Uh, you know what? You know what we actually should do uh, ahead of Go Fest here. I don't know if you want to if you want to compare this, but we should do a bag check and see like what our oh. what our ultras, what our greats. Okay, are. okay. Uh, shoot me a reminder maybe right before we like head over on Thursday. Uh, okay yeah what are we comparing pokeball amounts or what yeah let's compare like our our ultras our greats and our our red balls and then uh maybe we can talk about it next week okay 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 yeah i'll take a screenshot and uh yeah actually we should do we should compare we could do that too but we should compare total pokemon caught oh dude okay if, if we're going to go this route, because I actually really love to, to grind during GoFest. Some yeah, people yeah. would just want to like meet meet others and talk and hang out, but I'm out there catching. Yo, my trail is pumping. We got to get those, get everything. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, we, how should we do it? Maybe we set it so, maybe like just do like beginning of Thursday, I guess, to make it easy. Like Thursday okay. Tekkenot is in GoFest. I mean, beginning of Friday. The moment Friday, Friday morning starts, whatever, like midnight Friday, we'll start. And then we'll do we'll do uh eleven fifty nine Sunday is the end 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 time. Okay. Sounds good. And screenshots yeah. and screenshots, uh, and yeah, then... screenshots. Yeah. So so we gotta do screenshots for Starly uh Star U, right? Spotlight hour, and then screenshots for um for GoFest. You know, knowing that we forgot your spooky story for like two weeks straight, we're probably gonna both forget the screenshots, but we'll do our best. <laughs> We'll try our best. And I just have to tell you because it doesn't look too good for me on the legend race. So I have to redeem myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This this other competition is about to be done soon, I think. So hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. So we got it. We got to set up with something else. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, maybe we talk a little about ADL. How did ADL go for you now that they revealed the first week results? Yeah, ADL was fun. Uh, you know, I I really miss the competitive nature of it because. We have factions and we have GBL, but there's no other place in the world you can go where you can, it's, it's obviously it's fun, but also really dreadful because you see your schedule and it's like, okay, I've got, you know, uh, Tho Tetical, Caleb Ping, Lyndon Ryu, you know, like just <laughs> insanely talented people that you have to play every week. Uh, I went two and two in week one, but uh, there were a couple of close games. I think I, I made a bad switch in a couple of them as well, which is so tough because you can't really get scrims for a draft style format unless you have a friend that is just really, really uh, generous. So you just kind of have to play everything out mentally. Uh, but I was happy to go two and two against the, you know, really good ballers in week one. What about you? Yeah, no, uh, I went either one and two or two and one in all of them and uh i went three and one so definitely very close games because any of those two and ones could have easily been uh a one and two there um 
I like my team for the most part. I, I didn't do nearly as well in week two, but we won't have to spoil the results there. Mm-hmm. Um, I also faced some heavy hitters. I mean, I don't know. I would say heavy hitter. Every every team is a heavy hitter. But um, So I, no one guessed correctly on the tweet, right, when we're talking about, you know, something we, we both, I think, share on our team, right? Or no, what we both have. Um, yeah. But I'm so we could probably do the team reveal now that um, the first stream has been live. But I'm running the. I'll go by draft order, right? Because okay. I think that that'll be interesting to see how it shook out. I drafted Whiskash first, then I drafted is Scavalier second, and I think I got the Noctowl third, then the Politoed, then the Gorgeist, the Trev, you know, the bootleg Trevenant. <laughs> and the probo pass so i got i got two two kind of pseudo mud boys um with the noctile too so i definitely ran a couple of noctile double water lines as well with this team very nice uh so my first round pick was obstagoon Ooh, and then i one. yeah i really love obstagoon I love, I love the flexibility and then it's always nice to get a boost on the night slash mm-hmm. uh noctile was my second pick okay love and i don't I don't know if it went this early or this late in your draft, but I got uh, Tapofini in round three. Dude, that's amazing. No, I don't think mine did. I think my draft, I think my draft Tapofini went out like in round two at the latest. It's so mm-hmm. weird because I was looking at some other draft and I believe like an Obscure went out in round three or something in one of them, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, Dude, that's yeah. Nuts. Yeah, right. All right. So looking at the teams here, um, yeah, Tapu Fini went out on my end. Let's see. Yeah, it was the it was the ninth pick overall, first pick of round two. So, Whoa. so yeah, I didn't have a okay. chance. I didn't even have a chance on. Yeah, so that's that's a big pickup. Well, um, if you like that, you're gonna like my next one even more. So so far, Obstagoon, Noctowl, Tapu Fini. My fourth pick was Gorgeist. Oh, yes, yeah. We have the double overlap. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we have the Gorgeist and Noctowl. And Gorgeist is super bulky, too. Yeah, it's really solid. And like you said, bootleg Trevenant, but there's so many ban rounds. The initial ban round, the mid the mid draft ban round, uh, the, it, just reaching for something like Gorgeist here is really nice because you get the ghost and the grass coverage. Then I picked up Trash Wormadam and my That's final pick. I don't know that I love it too much. I think I'm probably going to visit the free agency soon. My final pick was Lugia. Oh, don't do me like that, man. Lugia is... Dude, I'm just saying. I already, <laughs> I already have a flyer, you know? I already have True. a... You a could do double cover. flyer strats, you know? Obstacoon double flyer, maybe? Yeah, it's all Pufini, fun until I run into... Pufini double flyer? <laughs> it's all fun until we run into Dedenne, though. Dedenne, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I don't really see any Dedennes on your side of things, so... I already um, had to fight Coach uh, Jingles. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, he does have the Dene. Uh, yeah, so putting things in perspective, it's so weird from draft to draft, like what, like each division is uh, how they draft. On your side, Probopass was picked in round two. I had mm-hmm. Probopass as a last round pick. <laughs> and like, I, like that might have not even gotten drafted. I was like, yeah, what a steal, right? And I think Arrows was the one that had like a really late obscure pick yeah obscure went out in round three almost at the end of round three in in uh in arrows draft crazy crazy yeah it's wild 
Um, yeah, I think people are afraid of Pokemon like Probopass because it is a bit one-dimensional. You know, if you get locked into a, a Whiskash, for for example, if you're playing Caleb and you have to fight a Whiskash, you mm-hmm. just hate life for the next minute. Yeah. But if uh, if you get into some neutral matchups here, I mean, I'm looking at Pidgeots, Charizards, uh, there's Aridos, uh, you can Rock Slide to Dene. There's mm-hmm. tons of songs. Right against Dragonite, too. I had it locked into uh, J- uh, Jangles' Dragonite a few times, and that was a good time. Oh, man, it sounds uh, like torture for his, from his <laughs> It was. He tried his best, but it just didn't work out. Here's the best part, too. I have Escav, Whiskash, and Politoed on my team. So that means that everyone in my division doesn't have these things to handle the Pro Pass, which makes my life significantly easier. You know, there's always a bunch of counter use from fighters and stuff, but. But I was like, I don't have to worry about Whiskash, at least on, on my end, you know, in this division. So that made me feel a little better about picking up the Pro Pass, too. But Gore Guys, man, it's fun. It's good. It's bulkier than Trebnet, which makes it almost a little better in some ways, too, you know. Yeah, um, and, and even on top of that, I'm I'm one of those players that likes to play with sound. And every time it comes onto the field, dude, it's, it's cry is just wacky. Wait, I don't know. What, what's it sound like? You want to do a little imitation for us? Uh, no, dude, I can't even mimic it. <laughs> I'm just putting you on the spot. Um, I haven't heard the sound of it, but it's it's got a good Pokemon cry. Yeah, it does. Uh, let me see if I can if I can play it for you. Uh, just give me a sec. My phone is a, is across the room. Okay. Okay, got to open the app here real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, here we go. Sorry, you probably want to cut this part out. Oh, it's all good. I will do some splicing. All right, I'll uh, I'll pick up right here, like it like it's natural. Uh huh. All right, so Gorgeist, when it comes onto the field, I'm gonna play it directly from the phone. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is actually pretty good. That almost sounds like like the Loch Ness monster, you know? Like, yeah, you woke no, up the Loch Ness monster from like a nap. You know, like a, a low roar, but this whale on top—it's one of yeah. the better, better sounds for sure. I wonder how they come up with these, because I feel like if these Pokemon were real, I would never expect that to come out of a Gorgeist. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? But I don't know. Some of them are hard to predict. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, you might have been one of these people, but I remember back in the day. Uh, I think this was before you saw the typing in Pokemon in the top right corner when a Pokemon came in. But back mm. in the day, people were like to anticipate knowing what Pokemon is coming in. They would memorize the Pokemon cry sounds when they're playing with sound on, so they know how to like quickly react and like counter swap or safe swap whatever, etc. Um, the Pokemon coming in based on the sounds. Like, oh, I know what a Skarmory cry sounds like, or I know what the Zumo cry sounds like, right? Um, which is kind of wild too. I never got on that level. I was like, "What? How do you, you recognize the Pokemon's cry sounds?" Yeah, um, I mean, I've done that a little bit, and I think it also applies with other parts of the game, like raids. Like Brandon Tan can just hear the raid begin, and then he just starts driving. He doesn't even need to look at the phone or the iPad. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. uh, I think it is applicable. But yeah, that's like a whole another language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it actually, is a different language. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, excited to see how it goes. You know, a lot of big names in this one. Uh, this past week, I had to fight Arrow, Rise to Occasion, and uh, Magic Mason. So, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to our eventual showdown. You know, 
Dude, absolutely. And that was just week one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the people I named was week two. Yeah. Week one, I had like Bird Power and Bosox, Jangles, and Gucci Gang. So, I mean, every name you're like, do I really want to fade this person? <laughs> like, I'll look at him and be like, why did I sign up for this? This is just right? like, extra stress. Let's I just wanted to run boy. the gauntlet. Yeah, run the gauntlet. Yeah, every every week is a gauntlet. Let's see when we face. Not week three. Not oh, is there a chance we don't face off? That'd be very unfortunate. Oh, fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed. Right. Uh, wow. Oh yes, we face off in week eleven. There's only twelve weeks total. So, week eleven. Man, this season 11. is long too. This is a marathon. It is. It is. We have this week off because go fast. So, uh, we're still <laughs> we're still nine weeks out. Uh, Ten weeks out from our our showdown. But we'll see. You know, here's the best part. Week 11, I not only have to face you, I also have to face House Stark and Throw Tactical. <laughs> so oh it's just like pick your poison, but also at the same time, you don't get to pick your poison. You have to take them all like that same week. <laughs> there's, there's no picking. Well, dude, just uh, when you're feeling uh, down on yourself, you know, maybe you lost a close one to Alex, just I'll, I'll hit you up then, you know, when you're feeling kind of low and then I'll, I'll swoop in. I'll say, yeah, man, let's play now. <laughs> yeah keep that Luke. Yeah, keep, I, got, I got i got that pro bass waiting <laughs> yeah i know i know it doesn't even look very good against your team maybe that's why you want me to keep it oh uh, that's actually gonna be really interesting we both have knockouts so wall off the gore guys so whoever gets that matchup ooh, you're feeling real good there yeah i mean i can't wait for my gore guys to meet your uh whiskash and polytoad combo that's the luck up? you know i also got the i also have this cavalier which is a good matchup too you know yeah you keep bringing that gore guy so i, I definitely won't bring the noctow at all you know it's, okay yeah yeah don't worry about it <laughs> all right if you say so yeah 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 um but anyway so that's that's a little bit about idea we did wrap up uh the final uh week of faction for this cycle so uh, we'll see how it goes. I think for anyone that's interested in signing up for factions, can they sign up now? Because the cycle's over. Like, if they yeah, want to create new factions, I think they could, right? You just can't make it in the middle of a cycle. But we're on season two of factions, but I think you could start a new factions or join a factions every time between cycles. Um, you know, obviously you have to kind of like rank up throughout the seasons and stuff, but hey, I mean, just start out somewhere, right? Or if you're a talented player, you could look as a free agent, you could always look to join another existing team. A lot of teams drop players and add players throughout the year. So a lot of opportunities, a lot of switches here or there. Yeah, just start a, a team with a group of friends. I think it's a great thing to do. I know we're so focused these days on GBL and play Pokemon, but factions are still a great way to get practice in show six and to try different formats as well. So if you don't just want to play Great League, if you are a you know, heavy raider, you want to play some Master League, factions are always in need of master league players in particular yeah you know most definitely um and you know if you're playing ultra league best strategy is just look at what house starts running just copy and you're good, <laughs> you know so work for me work for him could work for you too not even uh, house stark can beat house stark that's <laughs> true i was like if he just stuck with his old team he would have been fine this man brought a mandibus and gyarados and he couldn't even use it because i didn't have anything for it to fight against um anyway uh we could probably talk to unite about the unite segment next week just because we're running a little over time i want to cover the t segment plus unite right now there's a lot of things in the on the horizon but they haven't been released yet so maybe by the time we cover next time around 
there will be some cool stuff for us to talk about. But hmm. with that said, we've been trying to cover this tea topic topic for a second, but it's just been um it's just been looming um and we haven't had the time to. Uh, but this is an interesting what's the tea question in my opinion. Uh, you you want to actually introduce it because I think you might have been the one that brought it up. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like this is pretty uh, pretty divisive. I don't know if we if you and I are going to have different opinions on this, but uh, speaking to play Pokemon, we do have Worlds coming up next month. And what I kind of noticed throughout the season is that the first stream for Indianapolis, everyone was watching the main channel, uh, great viewership, everything was was really solid, and it really made a good showing for us. Uh, you know, being the first time in the Play Pokemon circuit, it's good that Pokemon Go gets the same viewership as VGC or TCG. I mean, that says a lot because these are mm-hmm. established games. And uh, what we started to find was as the season went on, more and more streamers would start up their own streams and they would say, okay, I'm doing a watch party for Milwaukee. I'm doing a watch party for Vancouver. And I don't know, at a certain point it becomes, it becomes so, uh, because the community isn't the, the, you know, largest, it isn't a huge community, at least not right now. Uh, when you have 3000 viewers in the main channel and then suddenly it drops maybe t- down to like 1500, but you have maybe a thousand other people in watch party channels instead, it kind of feels like we're pulling away our momentum from the streams. So the tea topic for this week is are watch parties for play Pokemon events a good thing or a bad thing? Caleb, you're probably somewhere in the gray area like I am. I don't love it. I'm probably like 70, 30 negative to positive. Yeah, and before people say anything, they're probably uh, before I say anything, I'm sure people are thinking like, "Oh, these two guys are biased. They're casters and stuff. Of course, they want all the attention on the you know mainstream and everything." You know what? You might not be wrong, but everyone's biased in some way, shape, or form. So we're just throwing it out there that that that's at least my bias, right? But I will say, I- I'm mostly in agreement with you. I-, I don't know about the percentage in my head, but um, you know, I I have similar percentages, I guess. Uh, if I were to say which side I'm leaning towards and which side I'm not leaning towards. And I think my thing boils down to a few things. One, I get it, right? As a content creator, um, you want you want people, you want, you want to make content, right? You have to make content to stay relevant. So doing a watch party is a very reasonable thing. Uh, there's a lot of streamers that do watch party for numerous different events, right? For I saw their watch parties for the Amber Heard and the Johnny Depp hearings as well. You know, like all just all the stuff, right? It's all content. They want to watch, you know, they want to watch it together as a watch party, and they hear your thoughts as a streamer that they like, and so you know, they of course respect your opinion on things like that. And it's good, right? It's good content for you, good content for your audience. You have fun. You're not just watching by yourself, right? And just typing in Twitch chat on the main thing. With that said, so I understand all the benefits of doing that, right? And and part of it is also like. Yeah, you want to share your opinion on this a big event, right? Because, uh, regardless of how, regardless of how a content creator may see themselves, at the end of the day, in my opinion, right? Maybe it's, it's a tough blanket statement to make, but I think I'm gonna stick by the blanket statement. Every content creator, to at least especially one that's been in making content for a while now, in some shape, way, or form, in some degree, you know, some very, very high levels of degree, uh, and some a little bit lower, but in some way, shape, or form, has a level of confidence, maybe even arrogance, in 
their their selves, right? Because you have to have the confidence and arrogance to say, I'm going to make something or I'm going to stream. I'm going to sit here and talk. I'm going to sit here and commentate something that's already supposed to be entertainment and try to make it more entertaining because that's because I know, I think I could provide even better content by giving this commentary, right? For watch party's sake, but also if you make YouTube videos, right? Part of me is like, oh, like, I'm confident enough to say I can make an entertaining YouTube video, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's a level of arrogance or confidence, probably a mix of both, right, to every content creator. So that being said, I understand the content creator perspective, and I think it's it's a cool idea. Here's the here's the flip side. I think stuff like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp stuff, whatever, right? Advertisers, the ads are still going to show up on stream if you're watching it. It's not like whatever channel is publicizing it really needs like more publicity like there's a lot of people watching right they already have the press they want for for like what you said though for something like pokemon go and here's the thing the pokemon company niantic regardless if you think they're watching or not they're watching right they're watching how you know chat may engage they're watching how um the metrics will reflect and etc. I mean, there's people that do this full time, so they've got to be doing something, even if you don't think they're doing something. Um, and what that means is, if there's high participation in Pokemon Go in these tournaments or on the streams or both, right, in viewership, that's good for the company because then they're thinking, "Wow, we just invested a bunch of resources in, in these at these tournaments for these players for a new for a game that we haven't ever had in the competitive circuit," and they're loving it, right? They're they're part of the stream. They're engaged. You know, maybe not everyone in Twitch chat's talking positively, but that's just kind of Twitch chat in general. I feel like, but they're at least a part of it, right? There's there's it, it's the numbers, right? No matter how much he's like, it's not always about numbers, but at the end of, at the end of the day, it's going to boil it down to the numbers, right? It doesn't matter how active five hundred viewers are on a stream. If the chat is a little bit more dead with fifty thousand viewers, that's still going to be like they're still going to take note of that, right? Because yeah. so. With that said, I think I agree more with Speedy here in that, you know, the watch parties are probably more entertaining for for viewers. And I, I admit, right, uh, looking at sometimes those watch parties, I'll sometimes consider, like, maybe I should watch this content creator's watch party instead of the main thing. But part of me is like, no, nah, I'm just going to watch the main, mainstream, right? And the main reason is because I want my viewership to count in terms of how it may impact the future opportunities our competitive community will have through the Pokemon company and through Niantic, you know, obviously what's one viewer difference, not much, but if the 500, 600, 1000 viewers from a big streamer all just watch the main channel instead, then that could add up, right? Especially if there's multiple watch parties at once. And of course, people always say, well, I'll pull up the other stream at the same time. And that's fine. And you can do that. And, and honestly, I'm sure some of the content creators might have even recommended that. I haven't watched any of the streams, so I can't. I'm just saying, hypothetically, they might have done that. But the problem is you're not going to get 100% of your viewers. Like, no matter how much you think that it's going to happen, maybe get 50%. Even that seems like kind of a stretch. I think maybe 30% to like 10% might actually have the other stream open. Right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's just... It's just not as convenient. If you're watching your phone, you can't have two streams open. You know, if you're not watching a computer, that's possible. Right? Just mute the main one and just have your viewership count there. But um, so that being said, I agree with you there, Speedy. And I think 
ultimately, this falls on the responsibility of the content creators on what they want to do. You know, I'm not here to shame anyone if they want to do it. I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong, but that's just my opinion on the tea this week. And well, yeah, yeah. If if I could just add like one more point, uh, I definitely want to agree with your earlier point. Um, you know, people might hear this and say, "Oh my god, these guys are endorsed casters. They just want everyone to watch." And I think that's a valid argument, right? And maybe that was a blind spot of mine uh, that I should have I should have prefaced with as well. Um, but I just want to express that it, what essentially this comes down to, it's like a it's like a tug of war between the viewers and the community and the company. And just like you were saying, Caleb, Niantic is watching. Niantic looks at these numbers. For them and the Pokemon company, this is the first season that Pokemon Go has been incorporated into the Play Pokemon circuit. So it's just like making a new investment. You want to check your returns. And if your returns are are solid at the beginning, but then they start trending downwards, I don't want to say it's it's potential it's possible, but maybe there is a scenario where you know the companies, maybe TPCI or Niantic, just decide to stop investing in this. Maybe they don't they mm-hmm. don't think it has growth potential. Maybe they think it's already peaked. Maybe they think it's a bad time because it costs them a lot of, of money to provide all these devices, a lot of time uh, to work with the Pokemon company, and a lot of uh, manpower, right? Because they do send representatives to these events. They have to fly them out, give them hotels. You know, there's a lot that goes into this. And and if they're not seeing a return on the investment, then why keep investing? Now, on the flip side of that, the other side of the argument, which I can clearly see, is that a lot of viewers come in just to watch a certain streamer. Maybe mm-hmm. they just want to hang out with someone while they do GBLs, and that is their window into Pokemon Go. Maybe they don't think it's it's a it's a game that can be a competitive esport game. Maybe they think GBL is fun and it takes some hours out of their day. Maybe they they just like to do it because it's you know stress relief. Uh, if if it is stress relief for you, please tell me how. But uh, no, but in all seriousness, maybe that content creator is their window into Pokemon Go. And it's like going to a movie, maybe, or watching a movie by yourself at home or going to a movie with your friends. And a lot of the time, it's more fun to go with your friends and watch the movie together. So doing a watch party, you know, with a, with a good uh, charismatic, fun streamer can be a lot of fun. And maybe maybe we should credit those content creators, Caleb. Maybe they're activating people that would not typically watch that stream and they're doing it via a watch party. And again, this is just a tug of war between the viewers who just want to watch the general Pokemon Go content and maybe they get introduced to the tournaments this way and the company who is measuring the viewership and might decide that it is or is not worth investing in the future. Yep. Yeah, really great points there. Um, And here's the thing. Sure, we've casted a lot of these Play Pokemon official events. It's not like we get paid more or less or get any perks if there's a thousand viewers or a hundred thousand viewers, you know, Mm -hmm. on stream. Like it's it's not going to impact like me and Speedy and the casters personally, right? So it doesn't. It really it really doesn't matter for any personal reasons. I personally think it's really cool to see a lot of the engagement there for the for the sake of our game, right? It's not for my personal sake. I have no personal stake in this. It's more so my personal investment is the future of our competitive uh, community. So that being said, you know, you could do what you want <laughs> if you're a streamer, right? As a, in a viewer, right? If you want to keep viewing the watch parties, like there's nothing wrong with that, right? I think it's it's a different form of entertainment and it might be, 
hey, maybe it's more entertaining than listening to us talk, right? Like that's fine when we're casting, right? It's it's not a big deal, but um, it's just something to think about, you know. Um, at the same time, too, I don't want to talk in such big extremes. I don't think that having a watch party is going to be the reason why play Pokemon will cancel Pokemon Go next year if they cancel it, right? If that yeah. were to happen, there probably are a number of factors, you know. Maybe that's one of them contributing, but maybe not, right? There's no way to say it. So even if that happens, I'm not going to blame people for, you know, like that's a reason why. There could be a thousand different reasons. And a lot of it we are not privy to, so we won't even know. Um, but it's just something to think about. So, mm -hmm. uh, like Speedy said, we do have Worlds coming up in London in the middle of August. So, either way, you know, uh, honestly, I'd rather have you tune in to a, a streamer's uh, watch party than not watch it at all. You know, because at least you get, get to be a part of the excitement in one way, shape, or form, even if it's not on the main stage. So, I'm cool with that, too. If, it come, if, that's, if that's how you want to watch it, then that's fine. Um, but I think that's we just want to share our take on the situation because uh yeah i think it was a good i think it was a good topic in my opinion yeah and i agree with you I'd, I'd rather people watch than not watch at all uh but i hope that everyone can at least see both sides of the argument right and again i'm i'm still have mixed feelings about it uh you know i have my own personal goals and i have the goals that i want for the game i want it to succeed like you do and uh it just feels very like tender at this point right so we just mm -hmm. want to make sure things are in good standing but Again, like you said, it's more important that people are watching, even if it's on a watch party, than not at all. Yes, yes, agreed. So, but yeah, if I'm, I'm curious for everyone else too. What's your take on the situation? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're. I mean, it's a subjective take. So, I mean, what if we're wrong or not? It's it's still your take. <laughs> it's just on, on it. But I'm curious to see if other people feel similarly. Um, why, why maybe we might've missed a reason why you might tune into a, a watch party over the mainstream. Obviously a lot of talented streamers out there. So they may pick up on different things in the matchup that us casters or other casters may not pick up on. Right. Or, mm -hmm. you know, we can't, we can't say certain things on stream. And so, <laughs> so maybe you prefer to hear a more explicit reaction to the, to, to the games. And that could be entertaining for some, right? So I get it. We just can't be the ones, we won't be the ones ever doing that on, on a Pokemon stream. So. Yeah, exactly. For better or worse. But honestly, for everyone who thinks that we just don't see it, no, we 100% see it when it happens. And, and we want to uh, say all the things that, that you want to say. We feel all the things you're feeling for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that being said, uh, I think um, that just about wraps it up for this week. I'm excited for that Star You Community Day. I'm excited to gain four ELO tonight in a in a little under an hour and uh tweeting about it honestly it's going to take probably a long time it's probably gonna take me at least like half an hour to probably find it five battles so and if i don't win them then uh it's going to take me a little bit longer but uh but we'll see it's we have an exciting potential 24 hours and then we'll be we'll be in uh seattle so if you're there too feel free to say hi you know it's too bad we don't have um we don't have like battle cats merch you know, I think we have yeah. a really cool logo. Maybe, maybe that's something we could work on for for next year or this up upcoming few months. If if people would be interested in some Battle Cats merch, 
let me know i i'm actually i'm 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 a really bad like business businessman like i don't i don't do merch for my own stuff either so i should probably get on that for anyone that might want it but um you have some merch right you have some speediest chief merch like early in the early days yeah man i i used to and and mine kind of has a, a funny story maybe we should save this until next week because okay. i don't want to get into another long-winded story yeah, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, mine has a, a funny background, but I agree with you, man. I think it'd be cool. And I think it's a cool feeling as well to just wear, again, this goes kind of back to the the ego thing we mentioned, right? You have to have enough confidence uh, to believe that your product is good. And it's kind of cool to wear something that you made, right? Like you're not wearing <laughs> Nike or Adidas or whatever. Like this is my brand and you have yeah. ownership over that. I'll wear that shirt around. People are like, oh, what's that shirt? I was like, it's my podcast. <laughs> there you go. And they are going to be like, all right, you're really full of yourself. Or they'd be like, oh, that's cool. Let me tune in. It's yeah, like, well, exactly. it's, it's not going, I don't know if it's going to be particularly entertaining if you don't play Pokemon games and Pokemon Go specifically, but <laughs> you never know. You never know. So, um, but anyway, uh, that just about wraps it up for us here. I think we're, we're we might have mentioned this before, but we were planning on getting guests. Uh, for the podcast, but uh, we it was a little scheduling issue, so we're going to aim for next week. You know what? Maybe we should tease it a little bit so people get a little excited. Dude, absolutely. I mean, we're going to see this person in uh, in Seattle, right? So, okay, um, actually, they, maybe they we shouldn't say their name. Maybe we shouldn't say their name. We should say we should give some clues. So you said we're okay. going to see him in Seattle, so that's one clue. I think we both did give two clues. Uh, my clue will be, um. This person has won a tournament in Singapore before, a P- PVP tournament in Singapore. That's a deep cut if you know what I'm talking about there. That, Ooh, that's yeah. My, that's, a, that's my hint. Yeah, deep cut. Yeah. All right, you, you, get, you give one more hint and I'll give one more. Okay, I mean, oh, man. Let's think. Um, okay, okay. How about this? This person never, ever saw themselves as a dog owner, but... Maybe that has changed. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. This last one, I'm going to, I need to double check on my friends list because they're my friend in Pokemon Go just to make sure that I'm not like spewing anything erroneous here. But I heard that this person might have switched their Pokemon team. Um, Ooh, okay. No, they have not. All right. Well, anyway, oh, well then that's uh that's irrelevant. All right. Uh, the last hint is that I don't want to make it too obvious now. Yeah. Right. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And stuff. All right. Um, this trainer. Uh. This trainer. What is their favorite Pokemon? I don't even know. Ooh, actually, I I do. I'll oh, okay. Hear all the oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me. Is it is it a dead giveaway? Because <laughs> that could be. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. What a fun fact! All right. Yeah. Well, this trainer's favorite Pokemon is a Ho-Oh. I didn't know Ooh. that myself. A Ho. You know, speaking of hoes, I'm still looking for that hundo ho. I'm at like sixty something ho lucky trades. I still don't have a hundo yet. So <laughs> oh you God. can you can bet I'll do a couple of those at GoFest this weekend. It, but if you have ho ho, find Caleb in Seattle. He needs your help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ideally we're lucky friends, although I did get a hundo Diago from a random swap with a best friend, so it is possible. But yeah, man, that is um talk about like the uh what's that called? 
the white white is it a white horse white elephant no um you know you know the phrase about. right it's my oh yeah. it's my white whale i think right yeah white whale yeah. yeah that's my white whale yeah oh my god okay so the last hint the last hint for our special guest right mm-hmm. they have almost one million catches in pokemon go and they don't have a single shundo oh that's a giveaway <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's okay though. Um, if they can figure just, it out, they can figure it out. Just cut yeah. it out if, if it's too much of a giveaway. Uh, it's okay. I'll leave it in there. You know, if you know, you know. If you know. Well, you if they know. made it to the end, right? We're about an hour and forty. If they made it to the end, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we've been rambling quite a bit. Wish you all a very fantastic uh, Go Fest week. Good luck on that star you grind. Uh, for Stardust, and we'll catch you all after GoFest. And hopefully, hopefully, Speediest Chief doesn't miss any flights or get delayed too much. Because hey, hey, that man. could be a nightmare if you're like, oh, man, I missed my entire GoFest day because of the flights. <laughs> no, dude, don't but, uh, jinx it. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Right, yeah, no, Nothing's <laughs> going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. He's, he's going to uh, make all the flights. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I, I look forward to seeing uh, you and everyone else in Seattle, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right. Catch y'all later and yeah, be well. Peace.